episode number 422. These brilliant innovators had to learn how to innovate. And what they had to overcome was this innate desire to just have ideas and go pursue them at any cost, right? Right. That you have to go back and think through what value is this going to create for people? Welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutalenhoff, where we talk about life, dreams, social media, and business. Well, hello, and welcome to the B-Will Show with Travis, too tall and huff. Folks, you know your boy is always fired up, ready to bring you a little fuego in your days, nights, weekends, or whenever you are listening to the show today. But after this show, I think you're going to want to think about your outcomes. The fact that outcomes can be driven by innovation, folks. This is the new future we live in, and that's the process of helping some of the world's companies my man has done uh, in all industries helping them break through using innovation of technology, building their success rates. And then he has gone on to even write books about jobs to be done, uh, the theory to practice. And uh, I'm excited to get into your mindset, my dude, because this this is the world we live in today. We're in the innovation practice. And if you are not embracing this, what are you doing, man? Uh, but take <laughs> me back into your um, early days. Were you always interested in business? Um well, Travis, thanks for inviting me. This is great. It's uh, I love your energy. I, I love your podcasts. Uh, so, yeah, let me tell you my, my story, a little bit of background. In, in the 1980s at IBM, and I worked in their personal computer division. So this was uh, early days. We were going to compete with Apple. Uh, that's when they had their first products out, and we were going to go into the home computer market and just kill it right so uh, we spent a good uh, two years getting everything set getting ready for manufacturing plant built the production set up of course it was a, a huge investment and the day after the product was introduced the headlines in the wall street journal read the pc junior is a flop wow wow <laughs> no. So Tony, no. you were stuck with the with a, a a pile of bucket of uh, stuff that no one wants. That's, yeah. that's what they were predicting, that basically, in a way. Well, you know, they predicted they they didn't just predict it; they called it. They were right; it was a flop, and it took us about a year to reconcile and go, "Oh my God, we made a big mistake." It cost I about a billion dollars back then. Wow! It was that's one a lot of the of money biggest back then. Yeah, if you look at like the all time flops in business, wow. But, it, it really got me interested in innovation as a process. And I thought, you know, how could a company like IBM, uh, with all its vast resources, make such a mistake? Like, didn't they go talk to customers? Didn't they have a plan that would they knew would work? Mm-hmm. You know, shouldn't you only invest in things that you know will win in the marketplace? Right. And that sent me down a path to uh, look at a better way. Started down that path, I realized this was not just an IBM problem. <laughs> this is an innovator's problem. And that's lots of people create products that people don't want. Right. So my goal in my lifelong career uh, has been to figure out a way to create products and services that people want, you know, how to take the risk out of the equation, mm-hmm. how to make sure that you're only going to want to buy so that you're not, uh, you know, humbled by the the IBM PC junior type of experience. Right. I mean, I think more and more businesses are going to have to figure that out right now because Cash is strapped, financing, the interest rates. We were just talking with some other prior guests. You know, interest rates on a house is 7%. Business loans are a lot more than that. Um, 
the market's not out there to flip things and just make money on easy flips and things like that, you know, out there, it's not going to get easier. And so if you're not innovating today and thinking about this, it's now when you call like when it really, you, you really have to, you know what I mean? Like now is like when the rubber hits the road and it's like, okay, folks, you maybe have never hopped on uh, finding ways to make your business more efficient, you know? You know, like him or hate him, uh, you know, Elon Musk is going to make Twitter very efficient by by releasing employees. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like it or hate it, it's going to be it's going to be the new future of the tech companies. Because what do you see happen with the other tech companies? All of a sudden, they're doing somewhat similar things, and not saying that they're not going to be great companies going forward. It's just that these companies maybe didn't need as many people, and maybe they were burning extra money that they didn't need to operate the business. You know, and uh, or or a variety of different factors. So. Take me into that process first, because I think that's the first thing you think is someone just runs to the thing is like, oh, I'm going to just throw all this money at the PC Junior, not yeah. even talking to the customer about do they even give a shit about the PC Junior? Do they even want to buy this thing? Is it yeah. too expensive? Is it too big? Is it, you know? Uh... Well, you know, the process is really flawed. And I, I think innovation is lacking process and it's lacking discipline. Mm. And, uh, you know, today, a lot of entrepreneurs are really encouraged to get out and go do their startups, right? They, they, you know, we have all these great success stories of people becoming billionaires before they're 22. And, right. you know, every, everyone wants to be in that group, right? But right. there's very few people achieve that. But the, the process that these people go through are all part of what uh, has become popularized in Silicon Valley as the lean startup movement. Mm. And in that movement, what entrepreneurs are encouraged to do is to hypothesize a market, a product concept, and customer needs all at once in their heads, and then go out to customers. Works, but what they're being asked, what the, what these customers are being asked to do is to is to validate this hypothesis that's all over the place. Like you're trying to pick, you're trying to solidify your market at the same time you're trying to figure out what the needs are at the same time you're trying to figure out what the product is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they combine all this stuff together and have you hypothesize it and go test it. Fail and pivot and iterate until basically you run out of money and uh, right. now your startup's shit. So now you're done. Right. So, so the lead startup, it goes to zero, baby. So that's what you want to avoid. And there's a way to do it. Right. So the way to do it is to just solve for one part of the equation at a time let's let's pick a market first let's just do that right. before we pick the need we're picking a great market and when we pick a market and oddly enough this is very funny i think everyone talks about markets but there is no agreed on definition of what a market actually is people call it verticals personas right. case studies demographics demographic right on, geographics right right it's all these different things but what i've been able to do is to go back to the reason place which is they're trying to get some job done it's like that you know theodore uh, levitt's quote people don't want a quarter and surely want a quarter and troll they're trying to do something right so if that's the case why don't we define a market as a group of people trying to do something right like a group of people trying to create a quarter and troll or parents trying to pass on life lessons to children or right. it goes on and on right you can say well are there enough job executors to make that job worth while pursuing would they pay more to get the job done better and you can find yourself in a good market right mm -hmm. now now you sell in a market let's say it's parents passing on life lessons to children right which a lot of parents attempt to do <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to do it right now it's tough to do <laughs> and uh so now that you know that then you can figure out well what are the customer's needs 
And here again, in, in most situations, there is disagreement on what a need actually is. Right. People call them all different things. Exciters, delighters, pains, gains, uh, value drivers, latent needs, uh, specifications, requirements. I, I, mean, I could go through 40 to say, oh, you know that input you need to excel at innovation? It's any of these things. Well, of course it's not, right? Uh, just like any process, you have to have disciplined inputs. And so what we did is we say, well, if people are buying products to get a job done, why don't we define needs around the job they're trying to get done? Yes. Like if you're trying to pass on life lessons to children, say, well, you know, I want to minimize or, you know, I want to minimize the time it takes to get my child to uh, really internalize that lesson. Mm-hmm. Right? There, there's, there's metrics that you use to say, hey, am I successful at getting this job done or not? And people know these metrics. They they think about them all the time. They may not talk about them at, you know, over a cocktail, but right. But they but they're going know on every second of every day. In our yeah. subconscious or our conscious, right? Once you capture that set of uh, outcomes or those needs, we call them outcomes. This is where outcome-driven innovation comes from. Mm. So once you capture that set of outcomes, then you can t- talk to another set of larger customers, maybe 150, 200 customers, and ask them to tell you, hey, you know, when you're trying to pass on the to children, tell me how important these outcomes are. And tell me how satisfied you are with your ability to address them. Okay, so now I got two data points and I can go through all my list of 50 to 100 different outcomes and pinpoint which ones are the most important to the biggest population and the least satisfied. All right, well, now I know what the unmet needs are. Okay, now I can have ideas, right? So I've separated the innovation process into three key steps. So instead of hypothesizing the market and the needs and the product all at the same time, right? find the market. Are you happy with that? Define the needs. Once you know you've discovered the unmet needs, then have ideas, right? Yeah. And now all this energy you put into having a great idea, you know the idea is going to be great because you're satisfying needs that you already know are unmet as opposed to the other way, right? So yeah, this coming is up with a, Coming up with a new shiny tool and just trying to force it down someone's throat with ads or something, you know? Like, let's yeah, go yeah. blow some money, baby. Let's go, Johnny. Let's go blow $100 million, baby. I got <laughs> some Facebook ads. <laughs> Woo! Exactly. So we call that, you know, making people want things as opposed to making things people want, right? And that's the key difference here. You know, we don't product and have to try to market our way uh, through it to get people to buy it. Mm. Let's just come up with a great product that will sell itself. Uh, I think it's Peter Drucker that said, hey, if you, if you have a great product, you don't need, don't even need a sales team, right? And I, I think that's true. So like Tesla, just, right? Like Tesla is incredible yeah. because they, like comparison to like all the other car makers, they don't spend any money in ads. Like the all the big ad budgets that they're blowing um, you know, like a, a lot of the de- they give the dealers money for them to all locally advertise too. So you can imagine how much money GM is actually spending in advertising because they're monetizing all the other local dealers with co-op. They have their own big time, you know, ads that come in. And then you have a company like Tesla, which spends zero money in television advertising, zero money in dealer co-op. And people just want the damn thing. And they just, ah, where the hell is this thing? I'm going to go put some money online. I'm going to give him some money right now. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Fill this guy's busy. Let's get this guy busy. <laughs> and, and and like you said, he's created a model where they don't need to force stuff down you. Yeah, you know? well, exactly. Because again, the job done so much better. People say, I recognize the value. You don't have to talk me into it. I see it. Right. So yeah. that makes that makes doing that, you know, you can avoid a few PC juniors. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, I mean, he, when you think about it, he completely disrupted the space of one of the most expensive manufacturing products that you buy. Like 
the most expensive. And then now the new model is you pay me first before I build. And no one in the past, if you think about from your television to all your big devices, they just make and hope you buy. And sometimes they get stuck with a bunch of extra inventory that they have to blow out and lose money on. Or sometimes they get stuck with cars that no one no one wants. Uh, I know a few of the car makers that they have to give huge incentives and huge things to to, to just get rid of these dang cars because no one wants them. Um, and then at the end of the day, let's just be real. Like, that's not going to be sustainable. You know, you can't yeah. just lose money on products that you just made. You can't just go to a factory and say, I want to go build $100 million just to make $50 million. Like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like. No one wants to do that, you know? So uh, (laughs) it'd be better off to have a hundred million orders with money to build the stuff first. And then we get to build it, baby. And then we get to build in your expensive toys that you want to buy, uh, you know? And obviously, let's just be real, disrupted the dealership model, you know? Directly him, you know? Well, he did so much in one swoop, right? Because the whole uh, his whole premise is based on a new technology too. That uh, with electrification of vehicles, that's that's amazing. And you know, the electrification of vehicles held a lot of uh, promise in the sense that it done right, it could get the job done a lot better. You have cars that accelerate more quickly. You have smoother rides. You're quieter. You know, it's it performs along a number of different dimensions better than the previous solution. So, and it's saving the earth. It's helping us, uh, yeah. you know, maybe more sustainable too. Obviously, that's the the final pitch on a Tesla is that you know you're you're, you're self sustaining. You're you know you're helping sustain yeah. a little bit more without fossil fuels and stuff like that, which we know we're we're going to somewhat run out of at some point. Yeah. And uh, you, you know, and Tesla obviously is the energy company, energy tech company. So you're going to see them do tons of different things in the future uh, that you probably never even thought of today. He talks about boats. Yeah. Uh, electrifying boats, electrifying planes at some point too, uh, in the model down the road, once they figure out the semi truck. And so, you know, they're going to, they're going to definitely disrupt many different models over time. He's not rushing to build a boat. He's not rushing to build a plane. He's figuring out cars. Then he's going to go semi trucks. Then he's going to go, I think he said boats. And then he's going to go planes last is what I think you said, but who knows? You never know. But uh, Tesla plane coming tomorrow, Uh, put your pre-orders in. Uh, But the whole point is, He's he's got a similar mindset to you in the process in that he even though they're very successful is not rushing to innovate on new products that are not yeah. needed in the marketplace right now. You know the other thing that you, you pointed out is that there is this emotional connection. Um, you know people have emotional jobs. You know how they want to be perceived by as a result of using products that can go a long way if you can differentiate on great function and satisfy the emotional needs of the right. customer as well. Now you've got them along both key dimensions. That that's a winner, right? And and I, I think he's been very successful at, you know, appealing on both dimensions, which is hard to do. Yeah, and he, and the best thing about Elon too is he's got an edge to him too. He walked into Twitter with a kitchen sink. He said, "Let this sink in." <laughs> he's an interesting guy. I always I always uh, I'm I'm fascinated by by obviously entrepreneurs as having a show. But obviously, as you are too, probably just about how is someone able to do such incredible things on this earth with all the same time that we all have? And I mean, think about where, what, what the companies he's created in such yeah. a short time of his life, you know, from PayPal to, you know, these. Well, there's, there's very few great innovators like that. You go back and think about like Thomas Edison, Steve Jobs. There's very few people that, that I was about to get say. it right most of the time. But here's the interesting thing about the, that both of them, they've studied them at length. They both had to learn how to be great innovators. 
Mm. Like Thomas Edison's first uh, invention was a failure. It was a voting tabulation machine. And he says, oh, my God, why did I spend all this time inventing something people don't want? Wow. I'm never going to do that again. Wow. And, and of course, Steve Jobs said, you know, you got to work back from the technology to what the customer is trying to achieve. Mm. He said, I've made that mistake many times before, probably more than anyone else in this room. These brilliant innovators had to learn how to innovate. And mm. what they had to overcome was this innate desire to just have ideas and go pursue them at any cost, right? right. That you have to go back and think through what value is this going to create for people? What functional and emotional jobs is it going to better satisfy so that you're not wasting, so you're not spending your time and your career going to fail? Mm. You know, that's who everyone loves. You know, people who love to work on products want to see a product succeed in the marketplace. You know, they want to be part of something successful. The last thing they want to see is their product fail in the market and then have the Wall Street Journal announce it the very next day. <laughs> Hey, uh, guess what? You just blew everyone's money, folks. Congratulations. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> uh, good luck on buying that one. What was the one? Uh, what was the video one? It was like a bunch of the big investors involved in it. And, and, and it was just like a big, just, you just set your cash on fire. Uh, Meg Whitman and a bunch of other people. It was a vi video oh. platform. The whole point is it wasn't necessary for the marketplace. We didn't need yeah. it. We didn't need it. It wasn't timely. Don't blow $2 billion on something that's not necessary. Let's go find mm -hmm. out if people want that first, you know? And, and nowadays, the biggest thing you can do, if you guys look at the best entrepreneur in the entire globe right now, and Tony, go check him out, Mr. Beast. Go check out Mr. Beast. He is the most viral YouTuber in the world. He also has a ton of businesses from Mr. Beast Burger which is like a huge competitor to McDonald's, Feastables, which is a huge competitor to Hershey's. And because he has such a big influence, people buy. And that's what we're finding is once you build this influence now from, you know, Kylie, uh, you know, with the lip kit was the first self-proclaimed billionaire is the influence is now the new distribution model because you don't got to spend the money in ads. People already believe and trust you. You put out a new YouTube video and next thing you know, you're talking about Mr. Beast Burger and now you got Mr. Beast Burger everywhere. And Mr. Beast Burger is operated out of other restaurants. So like the local, uh, like the local uh, foster freeze here in local or our local area does Mr. Beast Burger. And so they can actually tap on and win by adding this little piece of revenue to their business and he wins in that no infrastructure, no traditional model has been completely disrupted. I'm going to use all your stuff. I'm going to send you our exact packaging, our exact tool products you have to use. I'm going to drive all the business to you on an app. And then you're going to pay me money in a royalty distribution, however the back end works. But the point yeah. is, it's a win for everybody. And it's the new model that is going to be here. I mean, look at uh, the cloud kitchen model is definitely a valid model, yeah. you know? So yeah. It's fascinating. It's just so fascinating. Well, it helps to democratize uh, marketing and distribution. So anyone That's the can main be one. a market and distributor, and it just changes the game. Yeah. All right. So start today, folks. Figure out, <laughs> you know, uh, we like we talked about, anyone can do marketing and content, too. It goes back to a product. It's the same idea. Same thing with the podcast. The main thing that people fail in content is they stop. They just stop. The blog stops. The podcast stops. Oh, we gave that up. Now we're 500 shows, 400 shows deep. We ain't stopping, baby. And the most important thing is I could do 100 million more shows per week and just stress myself out. But no, I do three to four, stay consistent, have a variety of different guests, always challenged by like the guests, the topics, the, the intrigue of it all. 
So I stay enlightened. I stay in tuned and I feel like I'm part of a mentorship. I feel like my, my Tony's giving me my own mentorship here. Uh, uh, and also then let's just be real, we record it. It goes out to the world and it scales the other way. And so people get value from it. You don't have to come to me. I don't have to come to you. The travel time has been collapsed. The value of that then is tremendously at more because Tony can back to back multiple podcasts. Tony can use more time in his day. Uh, and then also that gets me into the business too, my man, because you have a, a, a big business with uh, Stratagen. And uh, talk to me about the types of clients and customers you like to work with, with on that business. Because uh, I was checking the website, man. Incredible so, business. Companies of all sizes. Yeah, we've, we've uh, started in 1991. Uh, I've mainly worked with larger companies, Fortune 1000 companies, but right. I've uh, worked with many startups as well because mm. they're all trying to do the same thing. You know, they're all trying to create products that people want. So um, we've had success in over 30 different industries. Our overall success rate is about 86%, which is wow. about five times that the industry average. And again, I credit that to uh, our ability to just have a little discipline and patience and process and uh, you know approach innovation with the mindset that I described, right? So instead of trying to hypothesize and guess and pivot and fail, hey, let's just systematically work our way through the process. It takes a little bit more time, but it sure is heck worth it. So it makes sense if you really uh, think about the outcome. on the consulting side. Yeah. Yeah. We've been applied a, lot, this on the a lot of the time that could be, you know, you, you could do that with an affordable budget too. You haven't spent a ton of money yet. You haven't spent a ton of ad budgets or you haven't spent a ton yeah. of money in marketing and branding influencers, et cetera, which is a lot of, like I said, now, unless you have that following, like a Mr. Beast or Kylie, which you already just put stuff out and you don't even have to worry about, you know, going to anybody, you just put it out on your own stuff and it gets out to all the people. Um, brands now like Coca-Cola, McDonald's, they, they have to still place those budgets. And so, yeah. you know, they're still strapped to, they haven't fully got their content right to where everyone wants just to come to McDonald's. Like why is McDonald's doesn't have a hundred million McDonald's followers, I'm blown away by still. Because if they were smart, they would have utilized all their budgets, all their marketing, and just give free stuff away. And they could literally have gotten like 100 million people by giving away free stuff. They could have said, if you follow, we're going to give you a free Happy Meal. Yeah. A, a free Everyone gets a free Happy Meal. Boom. Leverage your own product to get followers. And then boom, you have 100 million followers. Now, maybe some of those people stay only for the following. You could say blah, blah, blah. But they're going to struggle now to get 100 million followers because it's harder. The algorithms, the blah, blah, blah. Back when it first Instagram started or back when any of these started, I was blown away by Coca-Cola and some of these biggest brands, how they've only got a, a million, two million followers on. Them. I'm like, dude, you're the biggest company in the world. You spend $100 million like in, in quarters on media. Like spin yeah. this back into the people and leverage the, the, you know, the email list and leverage all this stuff. And obviously they missed the ball, you know, because now... They have to pay influencers or they have to pay ads because people don't necessarily want to just follow Coca-Cola's Facebook page, you know, or Coca-Cola's Instagram. If Coca-Cola was like Mr. Beast and that they were doing cool things and they were giving away all of a sudden Coca-Cola is giving away a $10 million Coca-Cola house. And next week's going to be 10 million Coca-Colas. And next week's going to be 10 million Coca-Cola coins to 10 million people. Everybody would have a reason to stay tuned. And most importantly, their their following would be way more in tune with the brand. Now they have to force Tune it down there, your, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just interesting. Yeah. It's just an interesting dynamic. Obviously, brands. It's hard for them to do that. It's hard for them to yeah. create a face and 
create a Coca-Cola, Mr. The CEO of Coca-Cola is not going to be managing the Facebook. And it, it's hard. It, it is harder for brands, but it it's kind of doesn't make sense either in thinking that we're in a world now where that is your distribution. Like that's everything, you know, like you can just yeah. put, put it out now for free. And all of a sudden, like you have, it's easy to get people to your stores, you know? And, uh, it, 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 it's very, it's an interesting dilemma that brands have right now. I'm, oh. I'm seeing it constantly with on my side as a social yeah, it, media agency. Yeah, indeed it is. And, you know, so we've, over the years, we've kind of migrated a little bit from the just training side as well. So we've got some online courses that I've been working on uh, for the last couple of years that Ooh, really nice. you know, get at helping people think like this you know a part of it's just a mindset shift so you know one of our first courses is just the mindset shift <laughs> just try to think differently and see innovation through a different lens mm. then the second class we introduce frameworks the third class we the fourth we actually uh take people through you know how did how do you do interviews how do you build questionnaires how do you feel this stuff how do you you know all the how-to practitioner type of things because mm. we want to make this stick you know my goal is uh, to change the way the world innovates it's been that for, 30 plus years and so by uh, you know, coming up with the right process and then coming up with the right tool set uh, you know i'm hoping where uh, can people find some of these tools where can some i was I'm, I'm writing some notes here too where 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 are these tools available at online so we can put those in the description my man yeah well you just come to strategen.com got you and uh, tells the the story on the website and uh, everything's right there we have a resource center we have downloadable got you uh, on the white papers there's lots we give away. That's awesome, brother. That is amazing. I'm, so strategy.com, check out the description in the show notes. And I'm definitely going to get you guys hooked up. Uh, but Tony, we're about to take you into our mindset. Can we get you a, a few more minutes here to get into your top 10 with us? Sure. Let's, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Apple or Android? Oh, Apple. All around. Apple, Netflix or YouTube? I'm a Netflix man. Netflix man, Instagram or Facebook? Facebook all the way. Facebook, chicken or steak? If you're thinking about a good meal. Oh, that's a great point. I'm, I think I'm more in the chicken space now. Chicken, yeah, yeah. Eat healthy more often. There we go. Uh, laptop or smartphone? Oh gosh, fifty-fifty. I'm I'm all over both. I it's hard, huh? Yeah. Too much productivity can come from the dang uh, laptop and the desktop nowadays. Still, <laughs> even in a smartphone world. Uh, if you're thinking about uh, audio content, Spotify or Pandora? Spotify. Yeah. Too much content on there. Oh my god, this is incredible. I was talking to a previous guest. We think it's going to be the YouTube eventually. You know, like they're going to have more and more video content on there and just build that out too over time as yeah. the bandwidth. You know, it makes that. sense, right? Like if you're a content creator, sure. like put your music video out there too. You know, like why not? Um, and then you have the audio too right there, and then you know, purchase it. It's all just right there. So, um. Most people are obviously premium members, so then they just get yeah. it as part of a perk. You know, all of a sudden you get all these extra perks. Then all of a sudden uh, Spotify says, hey, it's $14.99 a month. Or, you know, it's going to be a little bit more. We're going to get a little bit more to add in all that value. And you're going to be like, eh, no worries. Let's do it. Let's do it. It'll be turned into slowly into Netflix, you know, like sl yeah. slowly into like where content creators put long form. And I, I do think that um, uh, it might be different, but I think that they will eventually be a competitor because of distribution they just have the the people they have the the listeners the eyeballs uh consist consistently daily that's why you have like with joe rogan made the big move it even helped them even more because it even pushed more people to listen to uh spotify you know and so yeah. people thought it was going to push back but no it just drove more business so uh daniel Eck is a smart man uh for making that move 
Uh, movies or video games if you're thinking about some downtime? Oh, movies. No. Movies! Take me to a good movie. There's nothing like a good movie. Um, reading books or listening to books? Listening. Listening. Do you like Audible? I do. Audible. Do you use the uh, the speed up version at all or speed it up? I, I, I don't. No. Yeah, it's hard to. Uh, every every guess is a little different. The most I can do is 1.5. I had a guest called Tom Billu. He's a uh, he's a uh, founder of the Quest Nutrition, but he he was he said, "Hey, do 4x." And so I did like 2x once, and I I just could never really grasp everything they're saying. So anyone that can do more than 2x on Audible, I give you a shout out. Uh, yeah. I just can't grasp it all, you know? And yeah. So, yeah. I like the slow absorption so I can really internalize it and, and try to fit it in my frameworks and things like that. It takes a little time. I'm totally. And plus a lot of times on audible, you might be I doing something, spend. you might be doing something else too. You might be going for a walk or you could be taking True. a drive or doing other things. So, you know, really having it kind of slowly come at you is kind of better than hey, everything's just coming out to me so dang fast that I'm in a shock zone. Like, I don't know what the hell to do drive or listen to this book. Uh, if you're thinking about diversifying the portfolio, right now is a different time for investing. I know as an investor myself, just what to invest in, you know, a lot of different things. What are you thinking about, stocks or real estate? Which one do you prefer? Uh, at the moment, real estate. Yeah, right now is real estate the is the key one. And I think it's going to be more valuable to own real estate. And obviously, if you have a good loan too, you know, if you have a, a loan at the 3%, 2%, you're not going to want to give that up right now because, you know, at the 8% range, like think about it, it's just crazy the interest you'd yeah. be paying just for the same house you know um most families would be paying four or five hundred dollars maybe extra on their monthly uh mortgage just in interest right now so um yeah. you know that 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 does strap people that weren't planning to pay that maybe a year or two ago hey you know there's an extra four or five hundred that that puts it in a little damper so anyone that's like we, me and my wife got blessed but did 2.75 like right before this thing went crazy and we were just grateful because we're like, even though we wanted a bigger house, like we're cool right now. We'll make it work because the interest rate right now, you know, it's yeah. just, it's such a benefit and factor. Um, and so real estate, you can never, can never go with that one because you can live in it and you can rent it out. Airbnb, so many different things you can do now with real estate. So yeah. um, if you're thinking about vacation, Tony, which one are you going to take? Oceans or lakes? I, you know, I you cut out just as you said. Oh, I'm sorry it, about was- that. Oh, which one would you want to take if you were going to take a vacation, my man? Oceans or lakes? Oh, I'm an ocean guy. I'm three blocks away from the ocean. I, Let's go. Uh, that's, that's me all the way. Nothing like an ocean. Nothing like the the constant waves coming at you. Nothing like that. Yeah. Uh, if you're when you're waking up, you're getting yourself pumped, energized, ready for your day. Why do you love being you, Mister Tony Owick? You know, I'm energized every day because. I, after doing this for 30 plus years, I still realize there's so much left to do uh, and, and still so many improvements to make. And it keeps me going. I love it. In marketing, and, pick. And, and, and marketing and consulting and stuff like that too, like the, there, there's always new challenges, right? Like business is always innovating. Technology is always doing new things. And there's always like, you're never going to be in a stagnant zone unless you want to be there. But yeah. for most of us, you're constantly being challenged, right? By new things. Like you say, there's never a dull moment. <laughs> and what's cool thing with your two is you get to work with so many different industries too. You're not stuck to one kind of like us. We, we get to work in automotive and restaurants and all different types of industries. So we're not just stuck in one to where um, I think the benefit of having a variety of industries, you can kind of see commonalities, That's even though great. they're all different. And I also think that it's, it's fun for the, for the marketing agency or for the consulting agency in that you're not just stuck only into the, you know, that one category in case it goes sideways. You know, yeah. let's just be real. You know, you were stuck in, so, you know, in, our, in our 
entertainment or something in 2020 it wasn't a good category to be in you know a concert yeah. entertainment artist or something you know well i agree you know uh, our innovation process is uh, applied to 30 plus industries it works in all of them and it took it took a while to keep finding the patterns and the connection points that would allow it to work in every situation and i think that's part of the out those uh, similarities consistencies between different applications and that that is the fun part and i think that is the brilliance of being able to work with those. Uh, I just know that yeah. from social too, just being able to see there's a lot of similarities in social campaigns. And then also there's a lot of things that aren't the same, you know, but um, you get to see what works and then easily um, take those actions of what works and then bring it to your next campaign, you know, and uh, Hey, we know that works. Let's go. Boom. Boom. So do you think you'll ever retire from this game? I know it's very hard for us entrepreneurs uh, for, for us to hang up the hat. Is that uh, day ever calling for you? Uh, no, I, you know, retirement to me would be just cutting back right. you know, to some amount, but, uh, I still not, still not, and, uh, there's no rush, no rush in getting there. I think that, that there's, that, that's the best thing about entrepreneurship today, technology and having all these types of online businesses and things like that is that everything kind of comes to you and then you can kind of scale it out. I mean, farm it out. You can always find more people to work for you. You can always just work a little less. But I think the biggest entrepreneur's dilemma is we never want to stop. Oh, I'm sorry. It oh, I just meant like time. we just we, hit that. Oh, yes, we never want to stop, baby. We never want to stop. Oh, yeah. We yeah. never want to stop grinding. And I think it is a it's a it's a it's a great factor to entrepreneurs. I know that those that even cashed out and made a lot of money, sold their businesses for millions and millions of dollars. We're on the golf course, hitting golf balls all damn day at the spa or doing whatever they want. And the next thing you know, they're back in business because they just can't, they can't stop. And uh, oh. it's, it's something about it. Something about the entrepreneur's uh, journey. Yeah, it's fun. And it's value creating. You know, you're trying to make a difference in the world. And I think, you know, once you're successful at doing it, you go, wow, that was really fun. You know, why, why wouldn't you want to keep? A and then again, right. I think it's just that, uh, you know, a natural uh, human instinct to want to be able to be like that and be a contributor to society. I do think it's fascinating to those entrepreneurs that know how to scale to a point where they then sell and then they start the other one and they just figure out how to sell because the exit of a business is sometimes the biggest success. And um, I just find it fascinating. Some of these young kids, older, how they figure out a way to get the business to a point, sell it, go to the next one. Business, scale it, sell it. It's fascinating. It is fascinating. I, mean, it, I don't know that it always works, but uh, you know, cause they might just be going, Hey, I just made a hundred million dollars. Let's go blow a hundred million dollars in the next business. But the the interesting part of then finding the buyer to then sell it to and that exit of the business is kind of fascinating when you really think about it. Yeah, it's a very complex process. Right. I mean, you, know, you, you have to be creating value in the eyes of some buyer who's willing to take your business and plug it into their business. Right. You have to be a feature on their platform or uh, a service that complements their so, you know, software or hardware. And... Uh, right place at the right time there's a lot of uh, pieces that have to come together so it does happen but it's pretty rare and if you can take the guesswork out and create things that people want then you're at least you're in the game right you'll have a chance of being able to sell that business someday i was i was listening to a recent uh audible and it was talking about basically like you just need to create a pro a business that sells 
stuff to consist, uh, customers consistently. And then when you're finding the buyer of the business, you got to find the buyer of a business that can use your customer base and not just like some venture capital firm or something like that, that really values the data, the the insights, the 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 consumer. And then if you bring those people over to them, they can then introduce them to their whole ecosystem of you know all their other products versus just then you know trying to find someone that's just going to buy it for the numbers only yeah. and not buying it for the actual value of each consumer's data of who they yeah. are and then it's just kind of fascinating the multiple you can kind of get you were showing all these different examples of if you find that right buyer you know you get a much higher multiple because they value those people exactly much more. You're, you're, yeah you're worth so much more to them than uh, than others and uh, you know, one's just a number and the other one's like this is so much this is like our yeah. gold this is our gold mine you know we're willing to pay 10x uh, you know, uh, and I, I just, I thought that was just fat. It was very fascinating, uh, perspective when you do want to move on, you know, it's just trying to find the right buyer, you know, don't yeah, just exactly. rush, don't just rush for the, for the check, you know, uh, you know, make sure that you really kind of do your due diligence on finding the, someone that's going to take this business either to the next level, or in some cases they're going to fold it in, like you said, to their whole ecosystem and they're, yeah. you know, they're, they already got a plug and play for it. Well, we, we often see companies, uh, create products that get part of a job done. Yet there's another player out there trying to come up with the platform to get. Now, if you're the if you're a feature player, you know, or a component player, and you can get part of the job done, a great buyer is someone who's trying to get the entire job done, right? But but you're going to have to get that piece of the job done better than they're already getting it done, and better than right. anyone else can get it done. But if you can just concentrate on that piece and then go to them and say, "Hey, we're the perfect fit." You're forced. To, they're forced. That's a great to, exit strategy. They're forced to play their hand. I mean, it's forced to. Yeah. It makes sense. It, why? Why? Why would they want to spill the money and innovate? You already got the hot sauce right there for them. Put the hot sauce on the burrito, baby. Let's go. Make, make it burn. Yeah, <laughs> make it burn. I love it, my dude. You have a great energy, a great soul about you. If you were to sit down and chop it up with a, a chicken dinner with anyone, who would you want to sit down with? Well, that is a great question. Um... I've never thought of that. Uh, it would have to be an intellectual. <laughs> they got to be on the same and, level, baby. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking someone maybe, uh, maybe on the political front, someone that knows secrets. Someone. Let's go. Like, that would be fascinating. It's. I bet the person that knows the most secrets in politics is someone that has worked like as a secretarial position. And some of those positions, I bet they know more than anyone else because I bet they see like, like I bet they compartmentalize a lot of different things. And then I think the person that kind of coordinates everything has to know more than all these people that have like little segments. So I think it would be fascinating to like chief of staff or someone like that. I think that someone like that yeah. might know just more because they kind of picked up little tidbits here and there and they heard something from this person and they... They weren't just stuck in their own silo, you know what I mean? Like I, I, yeah. I don't know, I don't know for sure. But you know. I always thought some of the most interesting conversations were like with a, a NASA scientist, for example, oh, yeah. who, who studied, you know, going on in the universe, and you know, have them share their their personal beliefs with you. That's interesting to me. Mind blowing. What the, all the new yeah. stuff they're capturing with the new uh, telescope too is mind blowing. When you go check those yeah. photos out online. Uh, but Tony, I, like I said, I love your energy. I love your passion. I love the fact that, that you're doing this for folks, folks, think about this. If you take his path and his model, you're almost 86% guaranteed to succeed folks. Not only if you're a business, but most importantly, I will say this. 
So many businesses you hear time and time again rush to spending money, forcing a product down someone's throat, and never works. We just gave a few examples. We know a few more examples we can go find. The point is, if you're thinking about innovating, if you're a big business today, or even if you're starting up, take his method and practice. Go to his website, and we're going to put that in the show notes. Get some of these clip notes. My man has been doing it for a long time. And uh, and take advantage of this because I always say the best resources are the ones that are out there for you. They're not hidden behind paywalls. Many times they're just content that's out there on the internet. Or and obviously you've written books and content like that too. So can we give the book a plug too? Where's the best place for people to find the book? Yeah. Uh, so you can get a free copy of the audiobook or a uh, ebook at jobstobedonebook.com with hyphens in between. Jobs hyphen. Jobs hyphen be done. Absolutely. Jobs to be done book. I'm going to put that in the show notes too, just because that is a little bit longer for you folks. And if you click that, I noticed you guys can get a free ebook, like you said, or a free audible book, audio book. Uh, so thank you, my man, for giving that back. I'm definitely signing up today. Uh, and I really appreciate, like I said, your soul and your energy because we need to be more thoughtful, more innovative, and more resourceful for with our capital going forward because it's going to be harder for businesses to survive. The, the strong ones survive and the rest are going to be left behind. And, uh, and, and if you're not taking this today into your daily life, to your daily practice, your daily business, you're going to be left behind. So thank you, my man, for what you do for the world. Folks, you've been hanging out with my man, Tony Owick and Travis Too Tall Enough. We want to thank you again for your time today. And let's keep being what another epic episode and uh if you enjoyed the episode today can you please do me a favor and subscribe to our podcast the b-roll show on itunes or your favorite podcast platform and also take a little time today if you don't mind and give your boy t huff a review i would really super appreciate it and thank you so much for listening today we're all going through a lot right now and real time outsource my business is giving back to local and small businesses through our social media services and campaigns we are actually helping small businesses get more exposure during these times and also when we get through these times at the end of the day we don't know how long this is all going to last but most importantly you got to think about your business right now take it seriously so Come check us out at realtimeoutsource.com, realtimeoutsource.com, and we would love for you to qualify and get the process started where we can take a look at your business and see if we can qualify you for some of our services um, at uh, little to no cost for most of the businesses. And uh, and and some businesses, you know, you're going to have to pay, but that's just part of life, right? But most importantly is that I think this is the time, folks, that you can actually help thrive in your business. And so I would love to help you personally with our team. We're all going through a tough time right now. So take advantage of us. Realtimeoutsource.com. Check us out. And we would love to do some business with you and help you with your social and digital media in 2020 and beyond.